Hey, Husky fans, this is Trevor Mueller with Sports Illustrated Husky Maven Channel. With me is Kayla Olin and Mike Martin, and we're in week nine of the Pac-12 season, and uh, things are shaping up a little bit here in the Pac-12. There's two teams on both uh, the South and the North, three and one. Um, of course, Washington is sitting there at two and two after their uh, comeback victory against Arizona to give them their 19th straight loss. Um, Mike, what's your initial thought on the Arizona game? Um, when the announcer, I mean, literally before the words were out of the, uh, the announcer's mouth, when he said, will this calm the cries in, well, I was, what, yeah, what are you talking about? It, it, it should not take four quarters to beat Arizona. Yeah. Um, maybe in two years when he has a system in place. Uh, at, down in Arizona, it, it will, but um, man, I just, it, it's, uh, we, we talked about this so many times about playing four quarters. Right. And, you know, where were those 51 yarders uh, in, in the first half? It's just, is it, is it, is it coaching? Is it talent? Is it scheme? That's that's the big question, and I don't have the the answer for that. Um, I, well, I don't think it's talent. Um, I mean, it's a little I, bit I just, of ABC, you know. I don't know if it's talent though. I think it's scheme and coaching. I don't. The only reason why I question talent is because these are very smart players, and the missed tackles and. Okay misplays that type of thing or well, even really even with uh, even with that though even with that though, they, they have the most minor points. minor part of what's going yeah. on the most minor yeah I mean, even even with with all of the the things that went wrong in the first half defensively they were only down 13 right um yeah so it's not like they went out and completely you know they gave arizona a short field on uh and but Regardless, not, none of that matters. Um, what have you done for me lately? And there, there's a lot of head scratching. I had a full head of hair when the season started. Shut up, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm afraid that, uh, that I'm going to lose the remaining strands um, over the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, time marches on Washington has to put that one behind him. And obviously this week, they're going to have to exercise some demons down in Palo Alto, but first, up, what, what, one second, when have you ever heard somebody saying you have to put that win behind you? Like it was a loss. Cause that's how it sounded. Um, that that's, that's how epically, uh, bad that game was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, ha just like pretty much everybody around the media said, uh, uh, happy to get the win, but there is a lot of issues around this team. And uh, we're going to see where, you know, what happens this week. Um, but first up, we have Washington State, who uh, was clipped by BYU 21-19. Uh, they have to now travel to Arizona State. And Kayla, it's a 15 point spread uh, favoring the Sun Devils. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I mean, Wazoo, similar to Washington, 
struggles down in Arizona for whatever reason. You can go ahead and look at how Washington State is 0-5 against the spread in the last five games down on the road against Arizona State. Against an extremely good Utah defense last week, Jaden Daniels, if you want to look at Arizona State side of the ball, went 20 for 31 for 237 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and one touchdown on the ground on his own. I don't see the Cougar defense figuring out an answer to Arizona State offensively. So I think that ASU coming off the bye definitely covers, and I would even say wins by 17. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you got on this one? ASU. I mean, um, <laughs> with 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 Rolovich uh, out, you know, they, they lose that game. If he's in, do, do they win that game? Um, but I think that that Arizona is Arizona State is way too talented. Um, they're too talented for pretty much everybody in the conference. Um, and we talk about talent scheme and um, and coaching. You know, they have so many NFL coaches on that Arizona State team. Uh, this 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 is a this is probably the biggest no brainer of the year. Right. And I kind of except the copper, except for maybe the copper cup or whatever they call it. When Arizona plays Arizona state, that'll probably be the biggest game. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm with you guys. Uh, One of the things that I think about is uh, Herm Edwards is uh, you know, he's always been a teacher and a mentor, even at the NFL level. And uh, what a, what a final half for Arizona state to go into their buy uh, to learn from, you know, giving up that 21 seven lead to Utah, uh, you know, it, by all intents and purposes, they should have won that game running away and Utah ended up clipping them. And so I think with a week to digest that, learn from it. Um, I think that you see Arizona state come out and probably have the best game of their season. Uh, and unfortunately for Wazoo, that's going to lead to more than a 15 point loss for them so across the board we got wazoo going down and asu covering the spread i wouldn't say unfortunately for wazoo though just <laughs> because this still is a little bit of a washington podcast ele everybody love everybody gotta gotta humble the cougars a little bit <laughs> yeah absolutely uh next up we have how uh, wait how can you humble the cougars when they have nothing to be proud of I mean, they have a better record than Washington. Like they're probably already looking ahead to the Apple Cup. And TJ actually, we were talking to one of his friends who went to one of his best friends who went to WSU, and he was just like, "I know I say it every year, but I actually think you have a chance this year." That I think they're already looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have the betters that have taken a few years off knocking on my door again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Lowly Colorado. Uh, just can't get any offensive going. They just fired their offensive line coach headed down to Oregon who escaped uh, a last second comeback by uh, actually Ethan Garbers uh, who threw a couple of good balls and then ended up throwing the interception to seal that game for Oregon. Uh, Oregon is a 24 point favorite at home. Mike, what do you got on this game? Um, I, I think, I think Colorado is going to put up a fight. Um, I, I wonder if this is Oregon's trap game with Washington next week, um, the, the following week. So, you know, does, does, does can Colorado come in and, and bite them? 
They showed that they could put some points on the board, although it was against Arizona uh, down in Arizona. But um, all that said, there's no way <laughs> Colorado beats Oregon and Oregon. Do you think they cover the 24-point spread? Um, I think Oregon is going to hold a lot of their cards close to their vest uh, with Washington next week. Um, I think this is probably going to be Oregon's um, man. I, I could, you know, I could see Oregon trying to get things on track and really kind of steamrolling or holding the cards close to their vest. Um, I'm going to say they don't cover. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got to tell you, Colorado is really hard to watch and uh, Oregon often plays down to the competition. Uh, that being said, I think that just the inability for Colorado to get everything, anything moving um, offensively with the run defense that wa- Oregon has shown with su- their secondary, <laughs> I don't know if Colorado scores a point in this game. And, and I think that um, Oregon can sneeze and score 24 on this uh, Colorado defense. So I'm going to go Oregon covering the spread. Kayla? Yeah, I didn't really even think about not showing too much or being a little bit more conservative facing Washington the following week. I mean, why do they need to? Oregon plays pretty conservative anyways. Exactly. And so I really like that Mike brought up that point. But I don't know. Seeing Oregon and how they stuck along with Arizona, similar to how Washington did last week, I don't think they cover. I do think they win, no doubt about that one, but I think it takes them until about the third quarter to really start to pull away. I think Oregon probably only wins by about 17, so they don't cover. Next up, the other the other force in the North right now sitting at 301 is Oregon State, who had a disastrous first quarter against Utah. And then uh, in the second half, 28 points uh, to really put that game out of reach before the end of the game. Uh, Utah, you know, Kyle Whittingham, for as good of a coach as he is, we've seen, and Husky fans know that he makes some suspect decisions late in games. And and it really cost them a couple of years ago in, in probably Kayla's favorite game that she brings up most uh, because of, you know, Tristan Viscano and, and Jake Browning's heroics in that game. But yet again, they're down two scores. They're down, they're down uh, 11 points with uh, a fourth and goal from like the three and they go for it and they don't get it. And, and then obviously after that Oregon state, uh, can play, you know, they're, they're up two scores with just not, not a ton of time left and really not enough time for Utah to score twice. They ended up scoring a field goal, but, um, I get, I mean, I'm talking about Oregon state, but Utah really bumbled, bumbled the end of that game. Um, and then on the other side, you have them traveling to Cal and Cal with their two losses, um, their plays away from beating uh, one play away from beating Oregon. And they took Washington to overtime. So you got two uh, teams that have been competitive all their games. Oregon State's winning those games. Oregon State's a one-and-a-half-point favorite because of that on the road. I'm still taking Oregon State because, as I tweeted this weekend, Oregon State is winning the North. 
I just rambled. I apologize. Kayla, you're up. No, I love that because you really broke down like weaknesses and showing how they are vulnerable and Oregon state looks to have a lot. It's just missing kind of how Washington with putting teams away. Right. And with that, I think that allows Cal to hang around a little bit longer. I would even take this as the upset of the week in the Pac-12. And I would actually take Cal over Oregon State just because you do have that home field advantage a little bit. You do have that home crowd. And Oregon State shows that they do struggle. And I think Justin Wilcox is a very, very smart coach, defensive-minded coach who – He'll probably make those adjustments and he'll stop the run game, which is something that if Washington does that, Washington wins. And Cal, like you said, hung with Washington, Cal, Cal puts it away. Awesome. Mike. Um, you know, maybe I'm becoming a homer on Oregon state. Um, this is going to be a fun ship. <laughs> no, just, I've, I've always, yeah, I've, I've talked up Oregon state for um, like two years. Yeah. They're and my, they're his UCLA. Is UCLA, um, but he just likes their baseball that's, program. <laughs> the thing that's going to be fun though, is, uh, Chris Peterson, defensive coordinator, Chris Peterson, offensive coordinators. Uh, I think they were both there at the same time at Boise state. So I think it's going to be a fun matchup to kind of see how well they know each other, see what adjustments are made and see if, uh, defense wins championships and offense puts butts in seats. So th- this is going to be probably, I think for me, the most fun game of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I am really looking forward to this game as well. Um, one that maybe not looking forward to based on the competitiveness, but last year, Arizona was a missed interception gone right through a guy's hands away from beating UCL USC. Um, Arizona now travels to USC, uh, both coming off losses. Uh, USC is a 21 point favorite Arizona state trying to, uh, stop the bleeding at 19 straight losses. We'll see what happens. You know, they, they look like they were going to knock off, um, USC last year. It was, I mean, there was a pass that was just over the fingertips, of a defensive back um, that, that, that uh, Slovis threw. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that game, that game turned on, on a couple of plays, one or two plays anywhere throughout that game. Uh, and, and Arizona breaks that streak from that point on their season kind of spiraled out of control. Um, well, next week they got blasted by Washington. Yeah. Now, now do I, do I want to make an upset pick right here? Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, USC, um, I, I think they, they have a lot to prove. I think they torch uh, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, what about you? USC struggles covering the spread. It's 21. What do you got? Yeah, USC's actually won 17 of the last 19 against Arizona. And Arizona not getting a win against the Trojans since 2012. So it's a long time, long overdue. Like you the mentioned, year I got the... married. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, You're Arizona's bad luck. We figured it out. <laughs> uh, USC, like you mentioned, with struggling covering against the spread, has actually covered nine out of the last 10 against the Wildcats. Yeah. Arizona played well at home against Washington, but playing in the Coliseum, different story. 
I don't see a third string quarterback keeping up with the talent that the Trojans do have offensively and defensively. I don't care if they're without Clay Helton, uh, USC, I think by 24. Yeah, I'm going to Arizona's defense <laughs> has played well at times. I mean, they had three sacks in the first half against Washington, uh, USC, obviously with, an interim head coach uh, just got embarrassed in Notre Dame. <laughs> USC seems so up and down. And this is, this is probably the hardest one to pick against the spread, to be honest with you. Cause I, I just don't know uh, which team's going to show up. Is it going to be the really bad, bad Arizona? Or is it going to be the Arizona that played the mediocre Arizona, the mediocre Arizona, probably, you know, their best, you know, be your best self or whatever. So uh, uh, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to say that Arizona loses, but they cover the 21 point spread. Wow. Risky. Yeah, here we go. Um, next up, my favorite team in the South. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to win it this year again. UCLA headed to Utah. Utah is a six and a half point favorite. And uh, Utah, obviously, I, I kind of blabbed about them for a while, you know, losing to Oregon State uh, at Reeser. UCLA headed to, uh, went down to um, Autzen Stadium and was uh, an interception away from either tying that game or going ahead. And so I, I'm a little surprised. I'm going to take the six and a half for sure. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be close to a seven point game. I'm thinking a three, three or less. So um, give me UCLA. Give me the upset. Uh, Kayla, what do you got on or Mike? What do you got on this one? Excuse me. Well, you, Utah's defense is going to be missing Lloyd uh, from, from the middle and if, if UCLA is going to make a run at them, we have to do it in the, in the first half because Lloyd uh, is out for targeting for the first half. Um, he's probably the conference defensive player of the year for somebody not named Thibodeau. Um, I, and in fact, I think he's better than Thibodeau at his position. But, um, but I, I think that, that Utah, I think that if they can keep it close in the first half, I think that it, it could be, it could be 45, 40, um, Kyle Whittingham. Have you ever seen the size of his book? If for scenarios, it's about this <laughs> thick, literally, if it's third and one at the 47, here, go to this page, and here are the three plays that you can run. Um, this time, I think maybe he throws out the book of tendencies and and kind of breaks tendencies and pulls away from uh, – catches up and pulls away from UCLA at the end. Well, Kayla, hopefully he doesn't go back to his really thick book to poorly timed timeouts. Um, <laughs> He's so, like, okay, I can not call a timeout. <laughs> I can think about calling a timeout or I can call it. He was like, yeah, option, option three, for sure. Door number three. Door number three, please. That, yeah, like Shrek, where it's like everyone's applauding for which ones they want. <laughs> door number three. Oh, man. Also, I just got to say that you thought my chick-fil-a was a hot take no 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 no. (laughs) that he is better than kt was the hottest take i think i've ever that was a hot take that was a very hot take (laughs) oh lordy 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 man that being said (laughs) with dtr i know dtr is going to be fine i know that uh chip kelly said that dtr would be able to participate in the game after passing kind of all of their protocols that they do have UCLA 
hangs around Utah, but I think Utah definitely covers the spread and does win by seven. I'm basically kind of going that off of being at home and how Utah does play at home. Even with our fine wine there, our Chardonnay Chardonnay. Our Chardonnay Chardonnay. I saw, (laughs) did you see the college football game day signs? No. There was one and it was kind of, gosh, it had to do with a wine joke that we had made earlier. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was. And it was just like, nothing goes better than like a zero duck championship than like a fine Chardonnay or something. Like it was, it wasn't that, but it was something along those lines. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Someone else with a wine jokes. Mike missed that. It was in our preview show, but we were like Chardonnay. It sounds like he's showing a wine label with Chardonnay. (laughs) I'm surprised that yeah, you had to have been there. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised none of the uh, none of the vineyards down there in in California have uh, him for the NIL. That's his NIL. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I'll actually help him out with it for sure. Um, no, but bucks. you know, uh, our last but not least, also the last on the schedule, we have a 7:30 kick. Washington heads to Palo Alto, where the libraries will be closed by halftime and hopefully there'll be a few people in the stands there. Stanford is a two and a half point favorite. Mike, what do you got on this game? Um, man, did the Huskies hold their cards close to their vest or I wish that by week seven, week eight, we knew who the Huskies were, but we don't. Um, the, the Huskies, they, if they can throw some 51 yarders in the first half and the second half, it would be the first time this year. Um, you know, I, I I don't have a ton of confidence. Um, I think, I think that Washington can pull this out because my thinking is that they used you, excuse me, Arizona kind of as their bye week um they didn't want to really show a whole lot and they're going to crack open the playbook and kind of let it cut it loose because at this point there's nothing to lose so i I think washington has to play free they have to play loose they have to play with their hair on fire and um and just you can't you can't make uh the one mistake every like we, we talked a million times on here one play better for everyone. Well, you know, this, this is the game where you have to do it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Washington's big bugaboo all year has been the run defense. And uh, you think about Stanford and the great running backs that have gone through this year, that, that, that program. And right now it's actually more of a run, a pass heavy team. Um, but they were able to effectively move the ball on the ground against Oregon, which helped them beat the ducks. Um, until I see Washington's run defense, be able to keep a team under 200 yards, especially a, a Stanford team that is only rushing for 95 yards a game. Uh, I, I have to see it before I start to predict it because I've been burned too many times. So uh, I'm going to take Stanford in the two and a half and uh, hope I'm wrong. Kayla, what do you think? Well, don't forget that Edifon is out now. Edifana Ulufusio is out as is Richard. Richard Newton. Yeah. Uh, both out for the season. Everybody else that was missing was day to day. So who knows what that means? Yeah, it's a, uh... 
an interesting game. And I was really proud of Mike. He was finally like, oh, you know, Washington struggled a little bit. I was like, oh, he's getting there. And he's like, Washington stones. So I was like, oh, too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, though, you know, Washington has not won in Palo Alto since 2007. And let's not forget that last year, Stanford ran out the final seven minutes and 54 seconds in Washington's only loss of that four game season. I don't see UW being able to control the clock in this game, which is going to be a huge factor in my personal opinion, especially down on the farm and so many injuries. Therefore, I take Stanford by three. Obviously, we hope we're wrong, and, and Mike is correct on that, even if you'll brag about it next week. If not, we won't hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He smiles. I, he, got, he, has, he thinks I duck her. <laughs> you do. I didn't hear from you for two weeks after Oregon State until you had to face me. Yeah, you, you don't want to know what happened. But anyway... So uh, we'll hope for a Washington win. We'll see how we do. And until next week, this is Trevor Mueller, Kayla Olin, and Mike Martin. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.